The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everybody, you are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, and an overall healthy lifestyle. My name is Eliza Gellman, and I am so happy to have you here with me for today's episode. Hello, hello. Thank you guys for listening. As you know, it is Tuesday, which means you have just me for a solo episode. Every other Tuesday, we will be doing a solo episode going in-depth into one topic, and today we are going to be talking all about going into summer with body image, nutrition, what we can and should be gravitating towards food-wise, and some really specific types of movements and workouts that might be beneficial for this time of year. I'm so excited about this episode. I love just going on rants and giving you guys super specific, tangible tips and tactics to take home with you at the end of every Tuesday podcast. Oh my god, so many teas. But Thank you guys for joining, and remember, if you haven't already liked and subscribed and reviewed the podcast, to please do so. It is such a great way to support the podcast and make sure that more people can hear the podcast. It's great for SEO, and as I've spoken about before, it's fantastic. And I talk about it a little bit on the end of the episode, but we do talk a lot about nutrition here. So if you are interested in one-on-one nutrition, make sure you schedule your free consultation strategy call. It's on my website at Eliza G underscore wellness on Instagram as well. You can check any of that out there. It's super, super straightforward. Free call. We can kind of see if it's a good fit to work together, but we do talk all about how we can be introducing more healthful foods and routines into our lifestyle, um, how to really create confidence within ourselves and how to make uh, micro and macro lifestyle shifts. Um, We definitely do start talking about nutrition but we go all over the place in this podcast episode. So really excited to just be here with you all. Um, My OGs, whoever is listening, I appreciate you all so much. Let's get into today's episode. I'm really excited to get into this a little bit today. Again, this is perfect for if you want to go ahead and throw this on pause, get some shoes on. If you're just hanging around the house doing laundry, leave it for a second, go for a quick walk. I think this will be re-inspiring and I think that if you find yourself moving while listening to these podcasts that is I think that's the best way to absorb information I feel like we're the most inspired when we walk I feel like we are um, able to kind of let more energy flow I know that sounds so woo-woo but more energy really does flow through I think that a lot of the times if we're in that midday slump then getting up getting either in the sunshine or maybe it's morning time, getting out really does just trigger something in you that helps to 
get you out of that state of fight or flight and really slow you down, start to get into that parasympathetic nervous system that we really want to be in. Um, It's great for immune health. It is uh, mostly when we get into that parasympathetic state, we are lowering our cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone, which we need, but when they're too high, all the other hormones get thrown into whack. That's why, or thrown off whack. That's why it's so important to walk and to prioritize this low intensity movement throughout the day a little bit. So we're going to talk about low intensity movement as well. I think you guys are really going to like this. I have some resources that I want to share with you all. And full disclosure, I feel really fucking fantastic right now. I recorded this podcast four times today and each time I ended up crying or I ended up, well, mostly crying and mostly it was just a rant. And I think that I have just been going through so many different little evolutions in my head and I can get more into that later, but I don't think anyone is really interested in what's going on in my personal life. But either way, I'm There's so many amazing things happening in my life, but I think that there's just been this little realization of I've just been taking myself very seriously lately and that is not fun. It is not how I would like to operate. I think that I don't flow well when I take myself very seriously. So I'm focusing on taking what I do seriously, but not myself just because life is life. Things change. Literally, there is no such thing as a plan and I'm just going to continue to do what makes me feel right, go with the good feelings because when I go with my intuition and my good feelings, things happen better. I make more money. People are happier. I am happier. I just feel like longer and leaner and I don't focus on food. It's just kind of crazy how all those things go in line. So that's what, that's my definition of intuitive eating. Um, all right, let's get into a few topics that I wanted. To, so I wanted to start with nutrition and I know that this podcast goes every which way, but y'all know nutrition is my number one. It is my baby. It is where I love to focus. It is what I like to research along with every other thing, everything else. I mean, I love meditation and I love morning routines, but I think that so much of this um, begins with nutrition. I think that once we can establish a good way and some nice, healthy, clean habits, then we are more able to dive into meditation and breath work and those other holistic practices that can get us a little bit deeper. So I think that once we really do figure out, not figure out, because I really think that we're always figuring it out. I don't think there's ever going to be one set way. So I don't want anyone to like put themselves in a box. I really do like Helen Hall and with Hush Hub and Hustle and Blender Bombs, I really do believe with that 80-20 perspective, that matter, things that make us feel good and that are good for the world, good for those around us. But also it allows us that feeling of actual satisfaction and pleasure when we do eat, you know, we eat chocolate, we eat cake, we have the margaritas, we do whatever. I think that when we full on have, you know, 70, 80% bountiful, whole, unrefined, unprocessed foods that the other 20% of the time we can do what we want because we know for a fact that 
the rest of our lives, like the majority of our lives is a proponent of health and it's health promoting and not just health promoting, but that's, that doesn't just mean nutrition. That means mental wellness. That means physical wellness. That means doing things that are good for the world. like fucking recycle guys. So I'm really excited to get into a little bit of this today. And I also want to just quick disclaimer, when people, if you are interested in more of that 80-20 lifestyle plant dominant approach, you don't have to, you have to understand that it's not going to be perfect. That's the whole point. But you also don't have to, how do I want to say this? You don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to automatically crave healthy things you know, just because you know that you have 20 or 30% of the time being, you know, kind of whatever you want to do, it doesn't mean that you have to suffer through the 80%. I really want to hammer that in. There are so many delicious, amazing whole foods, fruits, tons of vegetables, seasonings, herbs, spices, make things taste good. Buy yourself a little cookbook. Um, I think I still, no, I don't even have it on my website. Follow some people on social media that have healthy foods, that have simple recipes. Tons of my recipes on my Instagram are simple. You can make them in 10 minutes. I'm actually, people think this, but people are like, oh, to my boyfriend, like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky you live with Liza. She must cook for you all the time. It must be so healthy and amazing. He's like, uh, I mean, I do. I love to cook and it's very cathartic for me, but I'm not in here using 10,000 ingredients, making the most insane matcha brownies. I just don't fucking want to do that. I think that that's amazing. And if I had the time and the space to do so, then I would, but it's not the case. Like I'm cooking super simple things. I'm meal prepping a bunch so that I don't have to think about it. And that way, when I am cooking, I can actually enjoy it. Like I can do that chopping up a bunch of fresh veggies to put on top of a prepped salad or on top of like a big fresh, um, like if I make a big black beans and rice for the, for the beginning of the week or black beans and quinoa, whatever, then I can spend the rest of my time like chopping up nice tomatoes, avocado, cilantro. I can enjoy those little things without having to make a whole event of it throughout the week, right? And that's something that I like to really focus on with nutrition clients. And if you are interested in that, plug, 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 feel free to reach out, DM me, book a strategy call on my website. But either way, I I do like to focus on that because a lot of the times, like we want to make it sustainable, you know? So let's get into a little bit of today's episode where we're going to talk about what we can be eating to prepare our bodies for summer. And I don't mean like on the cover of some magazine, how to drop 15 pounds with guava fruit. It's not what I mean. I mean, there are certain times of the year when we feel better eating certain things. There are certain times of the month when we feel better eating certain things. So this is aware, this is for everybody. So as we get into summer, we are naturally gravitating towards fresher, cooler types of things. Now, I don't know exactly where everybody is in the world. I know we have some people in Alaska and I know we have some people kind of all over the place, but if for the majority of people, when you're in summertime, I actually know we have some Australian listeners, which is fucking badass. So if you're one of those Australian listeners, can you message me on Instagram and let me know? Because I see your, I see the map light up every week and it's so interesting to me and I'd love to know who you are. So if you're in Australia and you listen to the Hotter Than Health podcast, shoot me a DM at Eliza G underscore fit wellness or 
on the Hotter Than Health podcast. I'm just, I really want to see who who you are. Me too. And I'd like to just talk about some foods that may be good because as we get into these warmer months, we're wearing less clothing. We are focusing on um, more time outside. So not only do we want to have the most energy, but we want to, we want to feel our, not just our like leanest, but we want to prioritize nice, fresh foods that give us energy. So we want to feel energized and we want to, we don't want to worry about bloat. We don't want to worry about things that will slow us down or that are uncomfortable. It's not just about like the way bloat looks, but it's the way that bloat makes you feel. I know 99% of the time, nobody else can tell that you're bloated unless you're like bent over farting, but nobody else can tell that you're bloated except for you. And it just makes you carry yourself differently. You don't feel confident. You don't want to show up into a room like I own this bitch. And I do think that a lot of that has to do with food and what we choose. So let's get into this and talk about some foods that might be really good for summertime. So I'm a huge proponent for incorporating lots of fresh and raw fruits and veggies over the summer. So things like smoothies and salads. And I was actually listening to a Kimberly Snyder episode on a different podcast the other day. And she made a good point that sprouts are a really great spot or a really great vegetable to have right now. I love sprouts. I use them all the time, not just Brussels sprouts, but broccoli sprouts. Broccoli sprouts are actually some of the most nutrient dense foods in the world. They are super alkalizing. They are great at, you know, uh, stabilizing your pH balance. They're really great antioxidants, super anti-inflammatory, and they're great on sandwiches. You can throw them on any sandwich. You don't have to be a vegetarian. You just have to throw a handful of sprouts on there. You can put them into smoothies. You can put them into salads. You can put them anywhere and they are fantastic. Put them on top of a quesadilla, like anywhere you can think of, just pop a handful in there. So that way you're automatically getting a ton of phytonutrients and minerals. I think that that will be amazing. Again, if you ever use any of these recipes or if you talk about it or you use sprouts, tag the podcast on Instagram so that I can repost the picture and show everyone what is up. So sprouts are a huge one. I also want to make sure that people are not scared to eat fruit. Um, of course there are different types of fruits. There are fruits that might be, uh, lower in, sugar, lower in carbohydrates. It's obviously a personal decision, but if you are one of those people that maybe is more sensitive to carbohydrates, maybe you're dealing with a blood sugar issue. Um, I do think that opting for darker fruits like strawberries and berries and things like that. Um, one thing that I also will say, I, you know, I'm, I, I love, and I'm so interested in proper food combining. So one of the principles of proper food combining is that we, eat fruit on an empty stomach. Now, that doesn't mean with smoothies. That's that's my personal belief. I think that we can do smoothies with a ton of other ingredients in it because it's blended and it's pre-digested and it's totally fine. But there are some things um, that I would recommend eating on an empty stomach, especially if you do suffer with bloating. Then I think things like bananas are totally fine. But when you're eating specifically things like watermelon, cantaloupe, any type of melon 
or apples or pears, I would definitely recommend eating eating those on an empty stomach if you do suffer from bloating. That way, um, they are like a higher fermenting, quicker fermenting food. Um, whereas things like dark berries, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, make sure you get them organic. And bananas, they just really pass right through you. They're super uh, water dense, not bananas, but the other ones. They're super water dense and they don't ferment as quickly. So if you want to eat those, eat them in abundance. Don't worry about any of the sugars because they're so wrapped up in fiber. I get that question all the time. Oh, well, there's too much sugar in that. I don't want to have too much sugar. What else can I put in my smoothie? It's too much sugar. Let's not worry about that. Let's worry about the other shit that you're putting into your body at any other time of the day. So whether you're not, you're drinking alcohol, see where you can avoid different syrups, see where you can avoid different oils, see where you can avoid those super dense, heavy, non-nutritious foods like like a lot of oils, like sugar, all right? Sugar has zero nutritional benefits, so you want to be looking out for things and ingredients like sucralose, uh, like maltodextrin. You want to be looking out for, uh, honestly, even even things like honey, of course, are a more whole form of sugar, but it's still straight fructose. So glucose, sucralose, and a lot of different other ones. I actually posted something on my social media the other day, Tom, if you're listening, um, but do your research, give it a Google, look up a bunch of different uh, types of sugar that you can see. So even things like cane sugar, even things like sugar in the raw, I I just would recommend that if you are going to do sugar, let it be a whole form. So things like dates, if you're going to do sugar, then do it over something that has some fiber so that it's not just sugar going straight into your bloodstream. Caveat here. All right. Y'all see me on Instagram and I'm juicing almost every single morning. Right now I'm in a moving transition, so I haven't been juicing as much, but I've been getting juices from Trader Joe's. They're not the same. Mine are better. And, um, I typically do a bunch of celery, cucumber, lemon, maybe some ginger, and I'll try and mix it up once in a while, maybe with some green apples. And I try and vary it. But that is one thing where you are juicing and just getting the quote unquote sugar, and you're also not getting the fiber. So that is one example of saying, okay, you know, if you're trying to break fast, then perhaps if you do want to do a green juice, maybe you do a little bit of avocado beforehand. Maybe you do half a banana. Maybe you do something with either a little bit of fat or a little bit of fiber, maybe a little bit of both. Even if it's just like a handful of almonds, it might be better to break your fast just so that you're not ending your fast by spiking spiking your insulin levels. Uh, When you're fasting, your insulin levels are super, super low, and we don't want to just skyrocket them by having straight glucose to your bloodstream. Although, if you're doing juices and you're not like intentionally intermittent fasting, let's just say you wake up and it just sounds good and sounds fresh, I'm a huge, huge advocate for juices. So any type of juices you can get, I usually recommend doing like 80% greens and 20% some other fruit, or if you want to do a bunch of beets, that's also fantastic. I just say juice whatever you like. I I love juicing. I think it's fantastic. And I think this is the best time of year to do it. Um, That is one purchase, one splurge that I would, I mean, I would push on anybody. I think that the juicers that are out now, there are so many that are just on Amazon that are like 40 to 70 bucks. I think when I got mine, it was maybe seven or eight years ago. I'm still trying to get Cuisinart. Send me a new one. Hey, Cuisinart at Eliza G underscore Um, 
I just really am a huge proponent for juicing. I think it's fantastic. Um, not only is it a great source of hydration, since we're going into summer, we are sweating more, we're moving more, we're losing electrolytes, we're losing essential minerals through our sweat. So it's a nice way to also bolster those uh, nutrients that are lost maybe through sweat. It's also a nice little spike. It's one of my favorite pre-workouts to take actually. I love green juice right before a workout, let it settle for a few minutes and then go in, hit it hard because it's not like it's this massive meal where you're digesting and processing a bunch of fiber. So there's no really, there's really no digestive distress happening. So huge proponent for tons of fruits and vegetables. The darker the berry, the better. Lots of juices during the summer and salads with sprouts. Now you don't want to do too, too many raw vegetables because again, if you do suffer with digestive distress, then excuse me, as I have indigestion. But if you do suffer from any digestive distress, I do recommend chopping up a ton of your vegetables, maybe having more water based vegetables than anything. Things like um, cucumbers and tomatoes and celery and maybe avoiding really, really tough to digest vegetables unless they're steamed. So things like broccoli, things like cabbages or onions, I would definitely cook those. So cauliflower, I would steam them a little bit, cook them or blend them up in a smoothie I I just believe that for me, if I eat raw broccoli, I'm like burping and farting for days and it's like sulfuric and it's not beautiful. I hope Jake listens to this. Can't wait to live with you. But um, that's just my two cents. Now let me take a sip of my water. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How funny that we're talking about water. Y'all know that I am a massive proponent for electrolytes and water with electrolytes in it. I know that there is conflicting evidence and conflicting research and a lot of the time people say that having a little pinch of sea salt in your water is not the best way to go, but I definitely believe that it has helped me and I think that a lot of times people who have a tough time with pink Himalayan sea salt being a, you know, I think it's a fantastic form of potassium and magnesium and other trace minerals that are found um, in an electrolyte profile panel. I I think it's fantastic and it's easy and it's an ingredient that you probably already have in your house and it has no sugar, no bullshit, no processed ingredients. So over the summer, as you're starting to go out and about, maybe your kids are playing soccer, maybe you're watching games, maybe you are just out and about, maybe you're day drinking. I want you to make sure that you are actually absorbing some of this water and it's not just passing through you. And by no means do I mean don't drink water if that's the only thing available. Just drink, obviously drink a ton of water. That's great. But if you drink too, too much water without proper electrolytes, then you're still flushing out the electrolytes that you have in your body a little bit. So you don't want to drink so much water that you're out of balance. So that's why I always recommend just a little pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt in 32 ounces of water in the morning. And you guys, 32 ounces is a lot. It's like a giant Yeti worth of water. It's a ton of water. You're not going to throw off your sodium. You're not going to bloat because of it. And it's just going to help you to absorb water a little bit more efficiently and effectively so that you aren't running to the bathroom every five seconds, but you're also, um, 
you're not having to chug to stay hydrated all day. I think that that's super, super important to incorporate a little bit of balance into your water. Um, Also, if you are interested in a nice little water recipe, I have my newsletter going out um, tomorrow. So if you are interested and you're hearing this earlier in the morning before maybe 11 a.m., make sure you go on to my website. You can always subscribe to my newsletter. Every month I put out a couple of new recipes, some tips and some tricks, and a reminder of my services. So definitely check that out. I have a really yummy kiwi chia water on there that I am super pumped about. All right, now getting into movement. So that was a bit about nutrition and about what we can be putting into our bodies, but what about what we want to do with our bodies, right? So it's not every day that we want to go out and do some insane workout at the gym. You have heard me talk about this time and time again that it's so important to listen to your body, especially for women, um, whether or not you need rest. A lot of the times we're just like, hey, look, I really don't feel like working out today. And sometimes there is a little bit of willpower. There is a little bit of like, get up and go. I know I'm going to feel so much better afterwards. But if you actually can't keep your eyes open, you're starting your period in a couple of days and or, or maybe you just started it and you're just so lethargic, that's a time for a walk. I don't think that there's ever a time in our lives, unless you like just had fucking surgery, but I don't think there's ever really a time or excuse for us to not move at least a little bit, whether it's stretching in the house, whether it's going for a walk. I just think that we should move our bodies every single day. It's great for the lymphatic system. It's making sure, because think about it like this, guys. Our lymphatic system, so things like our lymph nodes, which is like... Um, right underneath our jawline on our neck. We have them in our armpits. We have them in out behind our legs and we have them right by our hip bones. And the lymphatic system doesn't have its own pump. So most things in our bodies, like our blood pumps or our heart pumps blood, our lymphatic system doesn't have its own pump. It actually, it gets pumped and circulated through our body's actual motion all right. So that's why you may hear studies saying that being sedentary for more than eight hours per day, I think I'm on hour nine right now, fuck. But that's why you hear a lot of studies saying that it's more dangerous to be sedentary for more than eight hours per day than it is to smoke cigarettes every single day. There are a lot of studies out there talking about the importance of actually moving our bodies because we need to be eliminating toxins. We need to be circulating our lymph fluid. We need to be pumping bad shit out and good stuff in. So to keep our body cleansed and make sure that we keep our pipes clear, basically, it's so important. It's not just for calorie burn. It's not just for stress, but it's for our lymphatic system as well. So making sure that you're moving even in a low impact, low intensity way for like 30 minutes to an hour every single day, it's important. And I don't care, like, I don't care what anyone is saying about This has nothing to do with body image or body shame or anything like that. This just has to do with the sheer fact that humans are made to move and as much as we can, it doesn't have to be the same for everybody, but I do believe we need to move every single day. Rant over. But I'll tell you what I've been doing lately. If it's the time right before my period or like the first couple days of my period, I know I'm not going to want to go do an intense workout because I get super discouraged because I hate being there. It's just... I feel that way. And it makes me 
a little bit more stressed out. I am triggered for a little bit more anxiety and then it throws off my eating and it throws off my sleeping and I typically don't sleep that well right before my period anyway. So it's just not a good time for me. Those are the times when I've been focusing on what's called the Pilates class. Um, Tosh Oakley, she is the founder of, or one of, she's the co-founder of Monday Swimwear and she's just, I mean, a goddess. Her and Devin Brugman, I just, if you hear this, oh my God, maybe they're the ones listening on Australia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, send this over to Tosh. That's wild. Here's a little promo plug for the Pilates class. I downloaded the Pilates class and I actually bought a whole year's subscription. I'm going to tell them and maybe they'll sponsor. No, they won't. But who knows? Dream big girl. Talking to myself. Gosh, she's crazy. I need to go for a walk. But I have been doing the Pilates class highly recommend. So I've been doing it. It's a a very low impact, but what I like about it is that it has a range. It will say satisfying to intense. So if I'm just feeling like I want to stretch it out, maybe it's the end of the day and I don't want to get myself worked up or sweat, then I will just do one of the satisfying ones or I'll just like put two of the satisfying ones together. They're more of a body weight Pilates on the mat type of work, but then there are some that are more intense that have a little bit of a hit incorporated some of them have bar more of a yoga stretch version I love how many options they have and what's great about this is that it allows me to move for 30 maybe 35 minutes in whatever way I want so if some of the full body like 35 minute ones aren't really appealing to me at the time then I will combine a 10 minute one and a 17 minute one and it works beautifully I love it so much um this is definitely for someone who is not wanting to join a gym right now. This is for someone who wants to be able to go work out in the park. All you need is a mat and you're moving and you don't have to, if you're not super into yoga and you don't, you know, feel like you're in this place to meditate, but you want to move, maybe you're nursing an injury, or maybe you just want to stay consistent with your workout routine, but you don't want to go do the same workout every single day. I've been doing this two to three times per week. And then I've been doing my other weight weighted workouts Uh, maybe another two times per week. And then the rest of the day is kind of miscellaneous walk, do something with boyfriend or whatever. So that's really where I would recommend looking for if you're going to do any type of subscription based online platform. I think the Pilates studio has done a fantastic job. And if you don't want to pay for a subscription that I highly recommend just honestly going for a walk Maybe do some air squats, do some calf raises, just get your blood moving, okay? And now I wanted to end with this because it is important and I think that it's also important that I say that I am very much a part of this and it looks different for each person. I'm also not blind to the fact that I have not had children. I don't struggle from any, well... I have, I most likely do, but I haven't been diagnosed with any type of hormonal imbalance. I'm fortunate to work in an industry where I can kind of work out whenever and wherever. So I know that I do have that luxury and the knowledge, but I, and I also put forth a lot of time into research and what I want to do, what my body is telling me. And I have a lot of resources in that way, but this is definitely still something that I struggle with, which is body image. And I think that there definitely is a spectrum that, you know, I say this for women, but I know men struggle with body image as well. And I truly think that it's important to discuss the fact that 
it's also really beautiful to be so confident in your body. And I also want to normalize being really proud of it because women around us that I want to surround myself with, they're walking around so confident, shoulders back, happy because they look the way that they look and they are showing up in a big, beautiful, amazing way. And that's all you want. And I was actually speaking with a couple of girls about this earlier in the week and today that we, when we think about body image, when we think about the way that we look, um, what we want to change or what we would change, or you think about someone's quote unquote dream body, you know, body goals, kill me. I want to put out there that a large majority of the time we are chasing a feeling more than we are chasing a physical body part. We're chasing a feeling and we are chasing a desired reality that is actually completely within our reach and our own minds. And that's where it all starts. I mentioned earlier that that woman, Tosh Oakley, who started, who was one of the co-founders of the Pilates class and how I really do look up to her. I idolize her. I think she's phenomenal. But it's not because of her body or her boobs, which I've always been jealous of. Like, that's just a thing. I don't know why. I just wish I had bigger boobs. But here we are, body positivity. I'm super happy. Like, they're great. They're just small. Anyways, this episode is not about my boobs. But the I really just appreciate the way she shows up. She's bold. She's confident. She's not too done up with her hair. She just does what's natural. She carries herself so gracefully and elegantly. And she also just, it's the confidence. She shows up and if they say, hey, we'd like a picture of you, she just stands there. And I mean, it doesn't matter what she is wearing. She will pop a toe out and she will smile and hold her shoulders back. And it doesn't even matter if I don't like her outfit. It doesn't matter if I'm like, oh, that's not her most flattering angle. It is the way she shows up. It is stunning and it's amazing. And I think to myself all the time, okay, how do I want to show up? Like if I had a daughter one day, how would I want her to describe me? And it would never be, oh, six pack abs and just a round butt. My mom has like the best body. I never want to be known for that. We want our, we want to be known for our character and the way we show up and the way that we treat people and the way that we care about ourselves. I think that it goes so much into our confidence and truly confidence comes when we make a commitment to ourselves and we keep it. And when I say keep it, I don't mean like be on a diet and and don't get off it. I mean, we know that we're doing something that makes us feel good, whether it is going for a walk, whether it is hugging a best friend, whether it's calling someone, whether it's going paddleboarding, whether it's having a big salad with a side of fries. There are a lot of little gray areas. There are a lot of things that we do that make us happy. And I think that we've gotten so caught up in self-care being about, you know, working out and eating healthy, which I think are so important. But I really think it also has to boil down to the fact that, hey, I 
I walked into the grocery store and I stood so tall and I smiled at the cash register. I asked him about his day. I didn't look at my phone while I was talking to people. I wasn't rushing. Those are also forms of self-care. I think actually staying present is a form of self-care because what is life if we're not enjoying at least some of the small moments. Our moments make up our life. And so if we are rushing every single moment that isn't quote unquote perfect or quote unquote the destination, you know, if we're rushing so fast in the grocery store that or or driving home that we completely miss the sunset, that we completely miss this beautiful bridge that we're driving over, or we completely miss the song that's playing on the radio because we're just so antsy at this red light. The, these are the moments that make up our whole life. And I think that the big difference between the people that I at least look up to and truly find joy in like following on social media are not the crazy athletes. I do not give three millionths of a fuck of about what type of workout someone's doing. I care about the energy that they bring. I care about them like filming a video of their kids and they're belly laughing. I want to see those moments because they're just at their house or they're just at the park. It's not like they are on some vacation. You don't need a million dollars to go on some crazy vacation to be happy. You just have to think about, okay, these are the moments that make up my life. I'm either going to choose to be happy in this moment or choose to, or choose to compare this moment to what it could be, you know, because our reality, we have our own reality. My reality is different from everybody else's. Everybody else's is different from mine and that's fine. But I want us to get to a place where we can enjoy our own reality where we are right now. And I do believe that will inevitably help us prioritize and think, okay, it's not about like what size jeans I wear. It's about the energy that I bring. And I do believe that so much of the time, if, if there is like stubborn weight gain, if there is something that you don't feel comfortable with as a, it, from a health perspective, if something's detrimental to your health and it is making your quality of life go down, that's when I want there to be more, I want that to be a focus, but it can be a focus without taking up your entire life. And I want us to move our bodies and I want us to nourish ourselves so that we can have the energy to show up in a present way and so that we can have the energy to be around the ones that we love without without thinking, oh, this moment could be better. Because no matter what, the more we think like that, the more it's going to seep into everyone else's experience. And... We don't want to be the person who walks into the room and it just makes it heavy and negative, right? So I know that doesn't have a whole lot to do with body image, but I have been thinking about it a lot and I do believe that I I would like to full on, not apologize, but I would like to kind of drop the curtain a little bit to the fact that I do... I get so insecure about posting photos on Instagram and a lot of the times I don't even want to post it, but I feel like, oh, I need to have some content up here or, oh, I want to do this and look authentic, but it's just, I feel so inauthentic and I think that that has definitely shown up recently. That's why last weekend 
I just wasn't really on my phone much. I was just focusing on being with my friends who were in town. One of our best friends got married and it was just amazing and we had the best time. We hadn't all been together in so long. And I was like, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. It's not about how nobody is looking at me saying, oh, I don't want to be friends with her anymore. She's put on a couple pounds or I don't want to be friends with her. She isn't posting as much about fitness stuff on her social media. That's fucking crazy to me. And if I lose some followers because I'm posting less about fitness and whatever and more about what I actually want to talk about, then whatever. You know, I just think that the end of the day, I it's about relationships. It's about doing things that are health and happiness promoting and it's about surrounding yourself with people that actually just bring you the good feelings and if it's not that like what are we doing why do we spend so much time thinking about what other people think about us we think about us 99 times more than anyone else does it's it's this reality that we are creating in our own minds that is so detrimental to our confidence and to ourselves. And I think that once we take the pressure off of ourselves to be so, so healthy, to reach X goal, then things start to fall in line a little bit more. I hope you guys have liked today's episode. If you are interested in one-on-one nutrition counseling, I am still doing that and I would love to work with you. Feel free to schedule a free strategy call and we can see if it's a good fit. I had an awesome call today with a girl. I was so excited about it and she was like, I just want to make lifestyle changes. It's not about a diet anymore. I just, you know, she felt like she had her fitness routine kind of down, but she hadn't seen the physical results that she wanted, but she was so happy and we talked about how she wanted to show up and it all came back to confidence. And I do think that when you feel like you are taking a few small steps forward at a time, sometimes you just need guidance for that. And that's what I'm here for. So if there's ever anything you guys need, feel free to book a strategy call. They're fun. You'll get clarity and they're super simple to do. It's on my website. You can also go onto my Instagram at Eliza G underscore wellness and the hotter than health Instagram. Make sure you guys leave a review, subscribe so that more people can start to find episodes like these and we can start to open up these conversations. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. I will talk to you on Thursday.